Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is an entertainment podcast, and the research we do may come from semi-unreliable sources. Welcome to Research Rebuttal Podcast. It's the podcast where two stubborn friends prove each other wrong. Each week, one of us will be the researcher, and one of us will be the guesser. I'm Rachel Tyson, and this is Paige Jumpster. Hello. And today, we're going to learn about geese. <laughs> is that... It's not funny. Just say it. And Stagecoach Mary. I'll be your guesser today, and Paige will be the researcher. Let's get rebutted. Hello? Hello? Am I in the wrong Zoom call? I don't even know anymore. I just I just click go. You know what? I might I might be on my internship account right now. I don't even know anymore. Oh gosh. <laughs> That's awkward. Well, I use the same I use the same photo on both accounts when I go off camera. So Oh yes, I see that. Yeah. Our friends and I me specifically have definitely ripped on Rachel for using that photo every single person including professionally (laughs) people in my professional world have had things to say about that photo if I remember I'll post it to social media accounts later this week you know what I hope you do because I'm very proud of what I did that day Oh, yeah. And like, you look fire in that picture. It's just, it's really funny for some reason. No, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. (laughs) Well, worry not regardless, because we're going to talk about geese right now. Okay. How do you feel about geese? Okay. I actually love geese. I know a lot of people, yeah, I know a lot of people hate them and a lot of people hate pigeons. I love geese and I love pigeons. (sighs) I don't... I think I'm pretty neutral towards geese and pigeons, mainly because I haven't had to live in close proximity or, and or have any bad encounters with them. I had a bad encounter with a goose when we went on Frost Valley. Did it attack you or did it like hiss at you? It hissed and I think it lunged at me. Like I think it was it was going to attack me. Remember that activity where um, we were with partners and we took turns being blindfolded while the other guided. Mm -hmm. So when it was my turn to be blindfolded, um, everybody got kind of weird for a second and they were like, Rachel, stay calm, but but (laughs) back away. And I was like, excuse me? (laughs) And then I heard a goose yeah I heard a goose make like attacky noises and apparently noises it was like really close to me but I didn't actually witness any of this that's so funny oh my god <laughs> yeah geese do that you gotta be careful around geese yeah I'm not even sure why my partner led me to those geese unless the geese came to me I don't really know because I was blindfolded yeah maybe a little of both regardless How many different types of domesticated geese do you think there are? Oh, um, 
I'm going to say seven. Try again. Bigger or smaller? Much bigger. Oh, um, 24. According to Wikipedia, there are at least 135 different breeds of domesticated geese. What? Yeah, I was surprised too, because like you don't really think about domesticated geese that much, especially around here. Is the Canada goose domesticated? We will get to that. Okay. Something that I found interesting when I was looking through this information is there's at least one goose breed for every letter of the alphabet, except for one. Can you guess what letter that is? X. It is not X. Is it Q? It is not Q, and I'm so glad those are your first two guesses. Is it Z? It's I. Oh, there's no interstate goose? No, there is no interstate goose. I was just as surprised as you were. I made sure to write down X and Q because I knew you would guess those two. Well, yeah, I feel like that's reasonable. Yeah, Wheel of Fortune rules and all that. Um, Q has the Kinyang goose and X has the Zuku goose. Oh. I know, right? What geese do we have around here, like in York and New Jersey? The the Canada goose, primarily. Yeah, Yeah, it's mostly the Canada goose. And there's also like swans, which are white geese. Give me the pass for now. Okay. Yeah, it's mostly uh, Canada geese around here, but there's actually eight different geese that live in this area, eight different types of geese. Wow. They are the pink-footed goose, the graded white, or the greater white-fronted goose, Mm. the snow goose, Ross's from Friends goose, Brant goose. Wait, is it actually called Ross's from Friends goose? No, but I wish it was. It's just Ross's goose. It's Ross's goose. Okay. Uh, Brant's goose, barnacle goose, and the cackling goose. I want to meet the barnacle goose. I do too. I like, wonder... where can we find those? Well, it's called the barnacle goose, and so I'm thinking maybe like by the shore. I was thinking that too. Um, maybe they're in the Meadowlands. I don't know. I guess we're gonna have to go to the Meadowlands and go on like a goose hunt. Oh, literally a goose chase. Well, were you on? I don't remember exactly what grade it was. But were you on that Girl Scout trip when we went to that, like, nature walk and and building in the Meadowlands? I don't think so. I went to a Girl Scout thing in Vanson Park, but I don't know if you were with me for that because you were younger. Yeah, that was younger. Okay, so maybe the trip I'm thinking of, maybe that was, like, second grade or something. Must have been. Yeah. Fun fact, Rachel and I did not meet until the third grade. Technically. Okay, we did not interact until the third grade. <laughs> we yeah. had like serendipitous encounters. Yeah, where, like because of because of your cousin slash our best friend. Yeah, it's a it's a long story, but like I did not attend the elementary school that Rachel attended until the third grade. It's true. Are Canadian geese domesticated? Well, I think I asked you that. Um, well, what do you think? Well, first of all, I want to give a shout out to our Canadian listeners. Again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because we're talking about Canada geese. We Um, love your geese. Yeah, we love your geese. Well, I love your geese. I like your geese. I think they're like a pretty design. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty manufactured design. (laughs) I'm going to say yes. 
they're actually semi-domesticated. Okay, that that makes sense. Yeah, which means they're still technically wild, but they're kind of okay with being caught and fed and bred by humans. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That checks out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, this is the question that made me want to research this topic. Why are geese always flying over my house at two in the morning? Well, um, they're doing that because um, they, that's part of their migratory habits. Um, They fly overhead in order to get to Florida. (laughs) Florida specifically. Yeah, because there's, because like when they're going south for the winter, there's less aerospace traffic at night. So they leave at, you know, like 8 p.m. And then by the time they get to New Jersey, it's like two in the morning. But then because there's less traffic, they can get to Florida by like, you know, 12 p.m. Okay, other than you making it sound like geese are just tiny airplanes following a specific flight pattern. Yeah. You're surprisingly close. <laughs> it was based it was based in a little bit of knowledge that I had. You're right in the fact that it's just part of their migratory patterns. There's actually like three specific reasons to it. Okay. Um one has to do with heat. Apparently for Canadian geese specifically, which is like the kind we get flying overhead in the middle of the night, it's a lot harder to fly through warmer air, I like as in daylight hours. Mm. So most of the time they fly during the night because the air is cooler, which makes for easier flying. Also, cool night air helps keep the geese from overheating. And this is really important because geese do a lot more flapping than they do soaring. So it takes more energy so they can overheat faster. And then uh, there's less predatory birds out at night, so it's a lot safer. That all that all checks out. Yeah, it makes sense. And it was like almost on par with what you're saying. Yeah, it was very close. Yeah. True or false? Geese are typically monogamous. True. False. Kind of. Oh. Like we hear about it, like geese and swans being like they mate for life and stuff. Yeah. Oh, but do they have, like, multiple partners that they meet with for life? Kind of. Here's the thing. They'll find, like, their special someone, and they'll, like, hang out together a lot and, like, usually have each other's babies and all that fun stuff. But they actually do get, like, a lot of action on the side. Mm. And this is kind of, like, for genetic diversity's sake. Okay. So I'm all, all about genetic diversity. Yeah, and we shouldn't compare animals to our human values. They kind of know what they're doing. They're not cheating on each other. And, like, they're not going to freak out seeing, like, them with another partner, you know? They're not going to throw them out of the house and, like, have to get a court settlement and all that. But don't penguins only have one partner for life? That is not what this episode is about, but now we're going to have to talk about penguins at some point. Okay, I hope we do, because I don't know if you saw this, but I saw something, I saw an image going around on Facebook, and it was, like, showing how thick, like, the layer of skin and feathers are. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that means we need to do a penguin episode. Okay, for my next episode, if I remember, I will do penguins. Okay, 
it'll be a good uh, accompaniment to the panda episode. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll put together a collection of episodes called the black and white animals. Oh yeah, yeah. I do a lot of animal episodes. I like it. I like biology. Yeah. Why are geese so aggressive? Well, because they need to protect their kin. Um, they're especially aggressive when they're nesting. And that makes sense because, like, they have eggs and they don't want you to eat them. Yeah, you're right. So they're just super, super territorial. And they tend to nest by where humans are hanging out. Don't know why they do that. It's probably not our fault for encroaching on their territory, but that's for another time. Well, we also have, like, food. They don't really care about that as much necessarily, though, because, like, and we'll get into the diets of geese later, but it's not really a factor. Okay. So the thing is, so if you, like, stray a little too close to the nest, they're going to come at you, like, especially during mating season and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Has a goose ever killed anyone? Yeah. No, they actually haven't. Okay. Geese have not ever killed anyone. Swans, on the other hand, have definitely killed people. (laughs) Now, very, very quickly, a swan is not necessarily a goose. They're part of the same family, but they're not actually, like, technically the same species. Hmm. But... There was one instance where a man went kayaking and decided to stop and check on a swan's nest. The swans, like, attacked him, like, just beat the heck out of him and, like, flipping his kayak, and he ended up, like, dying of hypothermia and drowning. Oh, my God. Okay, so, so it wasn't the swan that killed him. The swans, like, flipped his kayak, though. Yeah. And, like, wouldn't let him come up from the water to breathe. Can you imagine? Like, I'm so sorry for that man and his family, but how embarrassing <laughs> to be defeated by a cobra duck. Like, like uh, just, just like imagine, and, and like my heart goes out to his family if they're listening to this, but, but like imagine being in a kayak, being flipped over by a swan, and then like looking up through the water as you're desperately trying to get air and the swan is just like holding you under with their webbed foot. I feel like being killed by a swan is like on par with being like killed by a vending machine. Like like I had a near death drowning experience one time and like I'm just imagining like a swan holding me underwater at that It's moment. so I would be so embarrassed like in the afterlife when I'm watching the movie of my life and seeing my death I would like have to like look away like silently exit the theater. <laughs> I really hope that after we die, we don't have to watch our entire life story. Your entire life story gets compressed into a 90-minute film. It, it, that would be like the most recent Ramona movie where they took like all eight books and like took all the big events from those books and put it over the course of 90 minutes. So oh. like, so like, so like the at the beginning of the series, Ramona is like four years old, but by the end of the series, she's like eight or nine. So they took they had like like an eight year old character, but gave her situations of a four year old, and it just wasn't 
they just needed to make separate movies. They just need to do a movie series. Yeah, I feel like you can't squish eight books into one movie. It might have been more like six books, but like still, still, it was like so strange to watch a character do something a preschooler would do, but then like have the events of a third grader. Yeah, I feel like the rule of thumb is one book per movie. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went kayaking one time <laughs> and and it was with a group and the guy leading the group found a snake. He got out of his kayak because he oh, saw the snake. I know the story. Yeah, and and he was like, "Who wants to hold the snake?" And I'm like, "I do." I want to hold the snake. Yeah, I was like, "I want to hold the snake." And so I kayaked my way over there and uh we were in the swamp and he gave me a snake. Congratulations. Thank you. The snake did not hold me underwater. I certainly would hope not, no. Yeah. How big is the average goose egg? Oh. Um, if they're like they're like that big. I mean, from what I see, yes, but our listeners cannot see what you're doing with they're your like, hands. They're like they're like that that big. Again, yes, but could you please, if you would be so kind, give us a metric so our listeners oh. can Um, I'm not well, very good at like circle math, but well, here I have a ruler. Yeah, so, so wait, so just... what's the yeah, so um yeah, um, like let's let's say like three inches tall and then maybe like di- like across oh, I forget the word for that but maybe like an inch and a half for I was holding a ruler up to the screen by the way um you're pretty close actually yeah they're about twice the size of a chicken egg so three to four inches in length and a circumference of like seven inches yeah that sounds about right yeah, and cooking, it's a rule of thumb for, like, if you're going to use goose eggs instead, uh, use one goose egg for two chicken eggs. I like that math a lot. <laughs> yes, it's very simple. Um, when is goose mating season? Um, like, February. Well, I guess, I mean... I guess I'm trying to figure out where mating season tends to happen most, um, like geographically. Um, but yeah, I'm going to say like late winter. Yeah, you're right. It starts typically in February, like you said, and will like go on for the entire spring. Yeah. Like, probably up until May or June. And geese can start mating when they're three years old. Huh. Oh, so that's yeah. a, that's relatively old in the animal world. Yeah, they gotta they gotta get big and strong and stuff. Have you ever played the Untitled Goose game? The what? The what game? The Untitled Goose game. I don't think I have. It's so funny. You get to play as a goose, and you just get to like walk around a town and ruin people's day. <laughs> That sounds great. You get like a little goose checklist of things to do to like mess with people to annoy them. It's so funny. I love it. God, I love that game. Uh, what is a goose's diet? Um, a goose eats um like little fish, um aquatic life, perhaps insects. Um seaweed no not seaweed seaweed (laughs) (laughs) 
um like like grasses like aquatic grasses maybe um i'm gonna say they're omnivorous i think maybe sometimes they they'll like if they're desperate they'll eat their own eggs maybe holy crap (laughs) am i right you got all of them right except for the fish and the egg thing okay they mostly eat grassroots berries, like anything they can find on the ground. They'll also mm-hmm. eat insects, and they've got freaky teeth on the sides of their tongue, which help them chew. Exciting. Terrifying, if you ask me. I love it. It's time for a word from our sponsor. Do you ever get hit in the head? Does it leave a big bump? Is it an ugly bump that you want to get rid of? then you need the goose egg remover. Simply attach the pieces, turn on the miniature chainsaw, and slice that goose egg right off. The goose egg remover. Go get checked for a concussion. Brought to you by the American Citrus Council. Um, welcome back. Hey, did you, uh, remove your goose egg with the tiny chainsaw attachment? I did, and I used it in a recipe that called for eggs. Nice. It's time for rapid fire. Gotta keep you on your toes. All right, let's do this. I am going to give Rachel one minute to answer as many questions as she can. And if you hear this noise, that means she got it right. And if you hear this noise, that means she got it wrong. I am typing in one minute timer into Google Chrome. Are you ready? Ready spaghetti. What is the windiest season in the United States? Autumn. Can two chickens hatch from one egg? Yes. Can you eat acorns? Yes. How many countries still have a monarchy? 40. Can a penny falling off the Empire State Building actually kill you? Yes. What's the most common favorite color? Blue. Is there any actual difference between chocolate and rainbow sprinkles? Yes. What does it mean when something's vulcanized? Oh, that's a science term. It has to do with metal, I think. (laughs) What's 45 plus 24? Uh... Uh, 69. How many colors of roses are there? Um, five. What country do grapes originate from? Italy. Has an icicle ever killed anyone? Yes. What's the biggest unit of data storage called? I don't know. We're out of time. What is that? It's a science term. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is. (laughs) I mean, you're right. I don't know what it means either. I just like whenever I don't know, like whenever I have the instinct to Google something, (laughs) I put it on this list and I'm like, what? Rachel, take care of it. I didn't check the last episode. How many did I get right? Not many. Yeah. You got a few. Yeah. Um, the first time we did this, you got the plastic one right, which I was shocked by. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you, like the very first ridiculous question. <laughs> and like, I remember as I was editing it, I was texting you like, how the hell did you know that? I just know really random things. That's so funny. Well, you got a few of them right from like what I know. Our next topic is about a lady 
named Stagecoach Mary. Yeah. I'm very excited about this topic. I really like Stagecoach Mary. Okay. And I hope by the end of this episode, so do you. Uh-huh. Can you, like, take a wild guess as to, like, just who Stagecoach Mary is? Okay, I want to preface this with, like, I have definitely known in my life who Stagecoach Mary is. Um, She apparently didn't have to do a smallpox, which is, yeah. like, this, the, that is the one interaction we had about this pre-show. Um, And I want to tell everyone that, like, we don't have lots of interactions about the topics before we record for authenticity. But once in a while, like, you know... Um, I just wanted to like make sure you didn't know who she was so it would be a viable topic. Yeah. And when uh, you said didn't she have to do a smallpox I was like excellent. Yeah. Yeah, you were very excited. <laughs> yeah. Um so um I think she was like wartime. Okay. Um pretty sure stagecoach was involved. Yep, yep. Okay. <laughs> her name. Um was she like like a nurse or something like something having to do with medical I think I know who you're thinking of and like while that is a prominent female figure that's not who stagecoach Mary is. <laughs> I think you're thinking of I think you're thinking of Clara Barton I actually thought I might have been thinking of Molly Pitcher but um, oh okay all right so okay so stagecoach mary did not have to do with smallpox and she did not have to do with medical she's not a nurse i still think she might have been wartime um i imagine she was relatively migratory um just based on the stagecoach um did she perhaps invent what was then the modern stagecoach no she did not Okay. But like, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like we definitely yeah. had a unit in elementary school history classes about like how revolutionary, like the canvas covering was or something. Probably. Um, yeah. Like many a baby were born on those stagecoaches. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, am I even thinking of stagecoaches right now? I think I'm thinking. No, of- no, I think you're, I think you're right. They had a canvas on them. You're thinking of like the Oregon trail thing, right? I mean, that's more of like a wagon, but yeah, 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 yeah. Am I thinking of can I can I take a second to like Google image a stagecoach? Okay, but then just like let me rebut you already. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is something different than I was like originally thinking of. Okay. So go ahead and rebut me. So Mary Fields, aka Stagecoach Mary, was born in Hickman County, Tennessee in 1832 as a slave. When she was 30 after the Civil War, so you got the wartime part right, she was emancipated and began working a wide variety of jobs. Can you name a few jobs that Stagecoach Mary had in her lifetime? Oh, wow. Um, Perhaps. um, uh... There were a lot, so you're bound to get at least one, I think. Okay, did she make clothing? kind of she was a laundress at one point okay did she work in a shop yeah kind of okay uh did she do like sales did she sell things I mean that was more of like a man's thing she she broke a lot of barriers that's true that's true okay um 
did she ever work in finance? I don't think so. Did she take care of animals? At one point, yeah. Yeah. Um, was she a cook? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'll give you one more. Um, did she... Did she weld? Was she a welder? She was not a welder, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Well, you did get a few right. I'll just rattle off the ones that I had on my list. She was a freighter, which is someone who delivers good o- goods on a ship. Okay. She was a cook, a domestic worker. So, you know, all the things that come with that. Um, a forewoman, which is like a handyman. And a star root mail carrier. Wow. Which is like what she's known for. At one point, she also owned a tavern slash restaurant. Why did Stagecoach Mary get fired from her forewoman job? Um, is it something terribly sexist and or racist? Yes, but she came out on top. Okay. Um, uh, she got fired because um, they didn't think that she was capable of using tools. Tend to get reverted. Okay. <laughs> so for a little context, she was working as a forewoman at the convent that her friend ran in Montana. And even though she was actually really good at her job, she got a lot of complaints from male subordinates about her, like her use of profanity and the fact that she was making more money than them. One incident ended up with her shooting at the guy and she actually shot him in the butt. And then the bishop was like, no, no, no. And she actually got banned from the convent. That's, <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, it's really cool. And we're only like just getting started about this woman's wild, wild ride through life. All right. So I also mentioned that she had a tavern, mm-hmm. but she actually had to close the cha- the tavern just 10 months after it opened. Why do you think that happened? Where was this tavern? This tavern was in Cascade, Montana, I think. Uh, was it for sexist and or racist reasons? Mm, probably not. Okay. Um, perhaps uh, she shot a patron in the butt? <laughs> no, not this time. She, so yeah, she opened the tavern right after being a four, like right after being fired as a four woman. And the tavern did fine. She was an okay cook, but she let poor people eat there for free. Oh my God, I love which... her. <laughs> There's the social worker coming out. But because like so many people were eating there for free, it ultimately led to the bankruptcy. I hate capitalism. Yeah, even back in like 18 whatever it was. Yeah. So I think I already mentioned this, but what job is she most well known for? Um, Being a mail carrier. Yeah, she worked on the star route. I don't really know what that means, but I don't think it matters in the year 2021. And she was the first African-American woman to work for the U.S. Postal Service. Oh. The star route had her use a stagecoach to deliver mail, Mm -hmm. hence the name Stagecoach Mary. And she, like, reliably every day delivered mail, both rain and shine, no matter what the freaking conditions were. True or false? Stagecoach Mary fought off a pack of wolves by herself. I'm going to go with true. It is absolutely true. Well, okay, maybe. 
it part of it could be folklore it's kind of hard to tell but from what is known she definitely fended off thieves bandits and like wild animals on the regular during her male roots nice but there is like a whole wolf story okay it goes that in the middle of the night she was on a route and a pack of wolves attacked the stagecoach which toppled it and made her horses run away and the rest of the night she was stranded and she fought wolves using a rifle and a revolver and then that morning she single-handedly overturned the wagon and finished her delivery (laughs) and all she lost was some molasses that spilled during the topple wow i know and just very quickly, how tall do you think this woman was? Five foot three. She was six feet tall and 200 pounds. Wow. I know. Just the cherry on top. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> so can you think of anything, like any other like talents or accomplishments she might have achieved? She could have done anything. Honestly. She <laughs> um i don't know i mean perhaps she was the chess champion of the time oh hell yeah uh was not in my research but we can only hope yeah she was a pretty good shot like hence the shooting of the butt she Mm. carried at least two guns on her at all times very american She, she was also very very physically strong when like when the snow got too high for her horses she would just put on snowshoes and like haul the deliveries by herself trekking across god knows how much terrain yeah and also according to the great falls examiner newspaper she broke more noses than any other person in montana you know what good for her yeah i am very proud of her Lastly, how old do you think she lived to? Um, 95. Pretty close. 82. Oh. She died in 1914 and was buried outside of Cascade, Montana, which she had spent most of her life. It makes and... me so happy to know that my great-grandmother was alive at the same time as Stagecoach Mary. Right. Like, I had relatives that were alive when she was alive. Freaking wild. Yeah. And for a good amount of time, people in Cascade, Montana, like, celebrated her birthday as a holiday. I love it. Like, children didn't have school. Why? I know, right? It's just like, oh, I needed, I know you got most of those wrong. I just, like, needed an episode to gush about her. Does she have a museum in Montana? And if so, can we go there? She is in the, like, the, I forget what it's called, but it's, like, the post office museum. Wow. (laughs) Can we go to the post office museum? I was thinking we either add that to the proverbial road trip or we go see her grave in Cascade. Is there literally anything else to do in Cascade, Montana than go visit her grave? Probably (laughs) not. But is there anything else to do wherever the post office museum is located? At least, like, the post office museum is something to do. It seems pretty boring, except for Stagecoach Mary. I can imagine that Stagecoach Mary would definitely be, like, the highlight of the museum. It better be. Like, what else? 
what other amazing things has the post office done that involves shooting guns and wolves and molasses but also fund the post office because they're important yeah i was gonna say like what else have they done well they they bring us our mail i want the mail truck to be also have a missile launcher on top remember in hey arnold there was the mail guy i forget his name but he always like pushed around like a cart yeah so that like that's a real phenomenon um like every day if you go out like in the afternoon and in the morning like you see mail carriers all over the place like pushing these carts yeah there is one in beverly when i still went to school and like when wow. i had to get up for my morning classes i would always see her and we would like wave to each other yeah i always i always like <laughs> i'm always like super nice to the mail carriers when i see yeah them. yeah i like the mail carriers yeah and they're always like they have like such like a rough attitude yeah they've seen some they've yeah shit. yeah <sighs> anyway all inspired by stagecoach mary yeah like you have to read about stagecoach mary in the post office textbook before you take your test <laughs> it's, it's the legacy <laughs> assessment honestly yeah uh, anyway i'm in love with stagecoach mary and that about does it for our episode wow okay well um, you can find us on social media, which I'm sure Stagecoach Mary did not have, but if she did, she would she would be viral every day. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah, you can find us at Research Rebut on Twitter and at Research Rebuttal Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. You can email us topic suggestions at researchrebuttalpodcast at gmail.com. And um, let us know either on social media or through email. Um, have you ever been attacked by a goose? And have you ever met Stagecoach Mary? Have you ever been to Cascade, Montana? Yeah. Have you ever been to Cascade, Montana? And, um, and have you ever domesticated a goose? American Citrus Council. Yeah. American Citrus Council. It's time. If Stagecoach Mary was alive, I would ask her to shoot you in the butt. Yeah. Honestly, at this point, that's valid. Well, see you next week. Bye! Bye! I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one a lot. <laughs> Thank you. I just, like, thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> 